This episode of Going Forward is brought to you by Optimizer, an award-winning PPC management tool used by advertisers worldwide. Save time and boost the performance of your PPC campaigns on Facebook, Amazon, and Google, or Microsoft. Get a 14-day free trial at optimizer.com go slash VIP. Welcome to Going Forward, where inspiring conversations with leaders and entrepreneurs shape tomorrow. Dive into the depths of their journeys, the hurdles they've overcome, and the insights they bring to the future. Let's get moving right here, right now on Going Forward. Man, I'm excited to talk to this guy right here. I am so damn excited to talk to you today, man. I was just vibing Listen, on those tunes, mate. I'm loving that intro, man. You do. Well, it, it's yeah. a good friend of mine. He does things all over the world. His name is Rick Party. He's got an amazing voice, too, man. So yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure I get you a setup. But, you know, um, I'm fanning out right now because I got one of my favorite people on the line. Don't you laugh at me, James, damn it. Um, his name is James Martin. The world may know him as Made by James. So I want to welcome you guys, all of our listeners, to a new episode of Going Forward. My name is Eric Elliott. I'm going to be your host today on this little crazy ride that we're going to have. Uh, I lead the teams at VIP Marketing, a digital agency uh, serving law firms and, and also Craft Creative, a premium video production company. And today we're going to talk to none other than James Martin. James, you know, if I had like one of those buttons to give you like an applause, I'd do that right now, man. So <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm clapping myself. So it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> James, uh, you know, I'll tell these people just a little bit about you that oh. I know, and then you can tell them the rest, man. Of course. Um, you know, James is going to be my guest today. Like I said, he's a designer. He's a creative agency co-founder and also uh, a baby giant design company. We're going to talk about that today and also uh, the book of the honest guide to creativity and logo design. Um, I want to talk about all about that. Cause when I started diving into you more, I got a lot of this Rick Rubin feel, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a lot of this. You, are, you are not the first person to have said that. And what an, what an honor that is because I literally started about halfway through his book right now. Um, oh, it's good. But, isn't it? No, it's really, really good. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Um, but yeah, that means that's um, that's one hell of an accolade you can you can give me. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just another dude trying to make his way in a crazy world. That's um, that's what I put myself down as. You know, yeah. a little bit of effort. You know, James, a lot of people, they may seen you, they may have seen you like online, Instagram, YouTube, and all these other things. Um, but a lot of folks didn't know you started out like doing tattoos, man. I mean, t tell yeah. me about that. Because people used to tell you, man, you're a tattoo artist. You'll never get a real job and all this other stuff. Well, I mean, tell me about that, bro. Yeah, I mean, I'm hitting, I'm hitting, it's my 40th birthday on October the 30th this year. Do you know what I mean? So I, I grew up in a world where being any sort of creative, wasn't uh, you know it was right. a hobby it was a yeah. hobby and you know yeah. you go and get a proper job and you draw on the weekend kind of thing so mm -hmm. yeah so i mean i grew up you know being told that i'd never make any money out of art you know like it's not a proper career um and you know i don't know how deep we'll get but i'm happy to go as deep as, as we Let's need to deep. on this conversation Let's but like go deep yeah, for me, like it was, you know, art was always like, so kind of growing up, I was never particularly bright, do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I wouldn't say I was classically bright for the school, so I wasn't very good at math or 
like the languages or the sciences, but I was mm -hmm. always like I wasn't the best at art or design or like um, what do what do you call like carpentry? We used to do stuff like that. So I was very exactly. much better with my hands than I was with my brain. And I think like since I've found that dyslexia and all the rest of it now, so that was probably a lot of the key contributors to that. But you know, like when I was younger, you know, unfortunately um, I was sexually abused by my teacher at the age of 11 um and that kind of catapulted me into a world of carnage you know drugs alcohol mm. was kicked out of school uh kicked out of home you know all before the age of 17 so mm. um ultimately went and ruined my life for a couple of years continued to do drugs and drank too much and you know, had far too many girlfriends upon girlfriends upon girlfriends. Mm. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like mm -hmm. it was just a a turn. Like I did. I was in turmoil. Um, a lot of the stuff I did was bad. Um, but luckily, like the reason I'm kind. Of, this is a long story, but the reason yeah, gonna, I got I got gonna, this is your time. I'm going to get to where we were going to get to. This is what my brain does. It does this, but I think it's important to have the picture so we can yeah. understand yeah. stuff. So. Um, so obviously, I, basically what I did was I woke up one day after a massive um, kind of drugs binge, you know, all night. Uh, and I thought, like, what on earth am I doing in my life? Um, and I realized that I needed to change. Something needed to change. So yeah, I enrolled yeah. uh, into, I had no qualifications. I didn't have anything. So I had some like GCSEs, which are like the grades you get like when you're 16. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's a little bit different over in the UK than it yeah. is to uh, the States, but, but blah, 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 blah. Um, but basically, I went and enrolled and did an art foundation. You know, the only thing I trusted at that time was art. It was the only place I felt safe. It was the only thing I thought I could possibly make a career. All I was trying to do at that stage was just be distracted from drugs, alcohol, yeah. and crime, ultimately, at that stage. Yeah. So, um art foundation led me to um like uh graphic design hnd and then I, I never you know for me it was just a stepping stone like like even up until you know even before i started my agency i was like, i don't know if i want to be a designer but you know ultimately what happened was like all the way through this i was like okay well maybe i'll be a tattoo artist do you know what i mean so i yeah I'll go and teach art, you know. So I did all of these things um, before I committed to um, kind of the design world. Um, and while after I kind of did the tattoo apprenticeship and went and taught art at, at a school for a year, I realised that those two things worked for me. So then I decided to kind of lean into this kind of graphic design world. Found a um, like a junior design role at a creative agency. Stayed mm -hmm. there three to four years my brain's a little bit fuzzy but then ultimately started baby giant and now 13 years later i'm sitting here talking to you so that is kind Man. of like that's kind of like the journey from you know Every, everyone's got a story but yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something uh you know we're gonna get into interviewing and stuff like that but you know that's one of the reasons why i like listening to you because it's like you're gonna put it all out there but I want you to really congratulate yourself for not giving up on you. Thank you. No, no bullshit. Because if you, if you gave up, you would not be such a positive influence on a lot of people, not just in the UK, but in the U S as well too. So 
I got to tell you, man, thank you for not giving up on you because you have Wait. no fucking idea how many people you're inspiring right now. And I, yeah. and I, and I would guarantee you that a lot of people don't know your struggle and they don't know your story, man. So just yeah. thank you for sharing that, man. And thank you for being you brother. Okay. No, I, yeah, I appreciate that. That means, um, but I, you know, it's, um, I share my story. So people don't feel so alone in theirs. You know, I think we're so much more than our work. You yeah. know, I think especially with the rise of social media, the highlight reel, um, we've all fallen into this trap for me, me included, mm -hmm. of like creating content that appeases an algorithm, you know, creating, creating content that you think other people will like, whether they're your audience or not. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, um, you know, I try and stay true to is that, you know, you know, we are more than the things we create, you know, our, our out, you know, we are more than our kind of output, you know, we are, you know, especially when it comes to design, even like my ideas are more important than the things that I right. come out of my ideas. And like, as I said, like, I believe that I have more to offer the world. I don't want to be known as just a designer. I want to be known as something mm. more than the things that I do, obviously. So yeah, for me, you said that is um, a great, energizer because sometimes it could be quite lonely showing up oh it is so yeah. how did you how did you know like you had something how, how did you know because i mean it's like it, it's hard for you it's hard for people especially a creative designer who whomever it is to be able to get that confidence to say i know i have something i'm gonna go after it how did, how did you know when you had that it um i think uh i i i you know it's difficult because it was it's not something that just happens um you know i think things like understanding your purpose are mm -hmm. a reward for patience and a reward for perseverance you know um like i said even when i started the design world i didn't really think i was going to end up being a designer but i just stuck at it and mm -hmm. you know i think i think over time like my purpose has evolved um mm. my understanding of myself has evolved um my like confidence in myself has evolved and i think that's i think that's a big one is i understand the more i am myself the better my life gets um and that's not just you know transactional clients money that's also relationships and the people that are around me and yeah. the things that i'm doing i've always been very proactive about my opportunities i don't sit and wait for stuff if i want to go and that like, i got my first speaking gig by reaching out to somebody who did speaking gigs and said i'm going to fly over i'll pay for my flight get me on that stage do you know what i mean wow. so you know and like the opportunities that i have now with like Chris Doe and you know other like legends of mine like some yeah Chris is a great he's he's a good yeah. one man he we 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 talked before too yeah he's, he's a, good a cool one. dude and like I reached out to him and said look I want to lean into helping people as much as I can like can you know, how can we do something together and he's got me speaking at his booth at Adobe Vex we're launching a course together you know I've yeah. got to go on lives with him and like. Do you know what I mean? So like these things wouldn't happen without me asking for them. And I think that's a big thing. If, if I want to leave one little thing about this little thing we're chatting about is, 
Like, I think people sit on their butt and wait too much for yeah. something to come to them to happen to them. And it's right. You know, like the best things that have ever happened to me are, you know, apart from my wife and, you know, my, my son, you know, you know, I think our opportunities that I've made myself, I've made them happen by actually putting myself out the line, willing to get a no, but you know, I'd much prefer to get a no rather than sit here thinking, Oh, I wish I just tried that. So mm-hmm. this is why, like, when I think about purpose, like, you know, and like, I've got this big vision to offer free design education to the world. That's my big, big vision. You know, there are so many things I have to do to make that happen. But yeah. I know where I'm going. And I and what, the good thing about knowing where you're going is that you can make a plan to get there. Yes. You know, what they say is like, um, you know, think in decades, plan in months, execute daily. You know, that's the kind of love that. Like, love that's that. the kind of play. So um, I know exactly what I want to do. I now just need to do the things I need to do to get there. Uh, mm-hmm. And that I know is not going to happen tomorrow. So, um, you know, and like, for example, like leaning out to Chris, leaning out to these people who run speaking gigs, like getting me on stage allows me to have a platform right. to share this vision with people. So, um, kind of a long way round, but no, obviously no. Over, over time, this purpose has become more, I've gained a lot more clarity, obviously being sober for two years is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not Man. addicted to drugs and alcohol anymore. It's That's just awesome. work or purpose, we can call it. It won't kill me as quickly, but you know, um, it, it is what it is, isn't it? So, um, but you know, this idea of like, I've got so much clarity about the person I want to become now, Damn. which makes my purpose, um, you know, like feel achievable. I don't feel yeah. like, I know that I am the only person getting in the way of my own success. You know, effort is free. I've just got to get up, work hard, every day some days are better than others some days are wins some days are losses but just keep stacking them up i'll get absolutely there. so but you know you, you mentioned like chris doe and talked about purpose just now so uh, is, is there anyone who's like influencing you right now that is like you know they are they're throwing the coal inside your engine to keep you going who's influencing you right now um it's a great question um so there's there's something that always goes around in my head and this kind of applies to like anything you know there you know i only take advice from people who are where i want to be so when mm. when there is like when some when you put work out online and somebody slams it somebody says bad stuff somebody disses you for this or disses you for that or just say to yourself are they where i want to be and right. if they're not just ignore them i think brené brown also speaks she's she said this one thing that's always resonated with me i think it was in her ted talk which was um if you are not in the arena getting your ass kicked with me then i then i'm not going to listen to your opinion <laughs> do you know what i mean so because there's a lot of people the noisiest people the biggest trolls online are the people who aren't showing up for themselves let alone showing up online for other people so yeah. um so yeah that's kind of like I said that, that that kind of advice thing has really kind of again given me great clarity and like like I only listen to people who are where I want to be and like Chris Doe is one of those people. My my good friend like Dan Dat Dan Jansen is one of those. He owns Lincoln Design Co. Mm-hmm. You know, he is somebody else I look up to. He is what I would consider my design hero because when I was starting up, 
baby giant and made by James. I made made by James was an accident. It's just kind of <laughs> snowballed into what it is. But especially my design agency was like, you know, success leaves clues. And I just watched Lincoln Design Co. They were doing all the work that I would love to have done. They, they were, they looked cool. They were unapologetically themselves. And I watched them from afar and just thought like, you know, like I said, success leaves clues. So like, it's not to copy them. It's just to kind of see what works. Like, why do I like them? Right. You know, when we talk about things like brand personality and brand story and brand identity, like for me, like they had their own identity, you know, like even things like, you know, whenever they went on their own retreat within their own setup, within their own office, their own crew, Mm -hmm. They would still create like this wicked visual identity for it. They would still put so much effort into the stuff Man. that was theirs. Like, and I think that's kind of what happens within the design industry now is like, you know, it's something I've learned not to do is like we spend so much time building identities for others that we start to lose our own a little we, bit. We forget who we are. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and like, totally get it. We, totally get it. Yeah. We don't work on our own website. We don't work on our verbal, our visual identities. And, you know, we get left behind. And that's something that I learned from Dan and the Link Design Co. team was, like, never stop working on your own personal brand. Treat never yourself, stop working treat yourself like your... a client. Yeah, I'm my best project. You mm -hmm. know, my Baby Giant and Made by James has got me more work than any of my client work will ever get. Wow. You know, people look at me and they go, I don't want what you you've done for yourself, but you clearly understand how to build a brand. You clearly understand how to market yourself. You clearly understand mm. how to build a visual identity. Mm -hmm. um, so this is this thing about walking the walk and talking the talk, isn't it? Yeah. It's like there are so many people selling stuff that they don't do themselves, which is the biggest problem online. You know, there are visual brand strategists with no strategy. There are visual identity designers with just a logo and not a mm -hmm. whole design system. Right. Yeah, there's so many people trying to sell things that they don't do themselves. So and that's the reason why clients are paying people because they're going to look Man. at you and go, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to pay you to do it for me when you don't execute. You can't yourself. do it for yourself. So, exactly. So it, it's funny you said that, you know, I, I actually sent Chris a message one time before too. I think I, I tagged him on something. I said, you're probably the only one that I'm going to like really believe when they say that. And, and here's why I'm going to tell you, my reason for that is because there are so many people online right now screaming, I'm an idiot by my course. I'm not an idiot. I'm an expert yeah. by my course. Yeah. I'm an expert by my course and I'm an expert by my course. And a lot of them, you know, they got a, like a click funnels page and they're just luring you in trying to sell you something. Do you believe I, my belief is it's like, it's like marriage. You don't invite too many people into your marriage and know your business. I think you don't invite too many people into your head because the minute you invite too many people in your head, you lose track of who you are, man, because you're trying yeah. to be everyone else that you're listening to. Yeah. And that's, um, and that's, I mean, that is not anybody's that's social. I mean, I don't, I personally don't believe that there's anything wrong with social media. It's done me great. It's allowed mm -hmm. me to build my business. Um, so the problem is there's certain people on social media who make social media shit. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's also yeah, like, yeah. let's be honest, especially like social, especially like Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's not social media. It's a marketing platform, you know, mm -hmm. and I think for a lot of other people, it's a marketing platform. It's not a, 
-hmm. you know, what it used to be circa 2010, do you know what I mean? It's very yeah. much evolved into a marketing selling platform. And some people, I believe, take that too far. Um, so, <clears throat> but again, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting, like I would... I find it like I understand that people that people just do things in different ways. But yeah. I also like if somebody has built a course and they are kind of actively trying. There's also this side of me is like, well, at least they're trying to better their lives. At least they're uh, trying good, to that's do something. That's a good something. point. So yeah, but, I, but as I, long as they're selling to me, as long as they're selling the help and not just selling the sell. Yes, that's that. I mean, that is, and unfortunately, you often don't know. The result until you've already bought that's the thing isn't it and i think this is why even like with clients with um with designers with whoever it is like this is why i think it's really important to to research you know and actually kind of like people now equate like this number or this blue tick to trust but i also mm. know that there are people who have huge audiences with no work you know what I mean? They just had one reel that went woof, and that they grew like 300,000 in a year. But, yeah. you know, their skills don't match their audience size. Do you know what I mean? Mm, and yeah. I think this is this is a bit of an issue now. So whether you're a client, whether you're a designer, I think it's always important that you research the people that you're learning from or you're wanting to work with. Because I like I, I, I never name names, but there's I would say 90% of the designers on Instagram, for example, are sharing work that they've made up. None of it's client work. It's work yeah. that they've made up to try yeah. and get work. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's important to keep evolving your skills. But it's no wonder that clients get let down because it's very different making up your own brief ah. than it is to executing like a real-world client brief. So if you are a client... You know, do don't take. I think there's so much face value, right? They've got twenty thousand followers, or they must be trustworthy, or thirty thousand followers. They must be trustworthy, and look right. at all this work they're sharing. Right. They must have loads of happy clients, right. but none of it's real. You know what I mean? Um, but like I said, like that's not it's gold plated. Yeah, exactly. It's not. To, I mean, it's easy to come up with your own brief and smash it, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's made up. Do you know what I mean? Right. But. It's very different executing that in the real world with real applications like defining positions and strategy. It's like very, like, it's no wonder that so many clients, like, there's this barrier. Do you know what I mean? Clients yeah. and designers, there's this constant barrier. Like, clients, you know, don't want to pay money. Like, well, not all clients, but there's this kind of like, we could go and do this ourselves. And designers, mm -hmm. like, well, I don't get paid enough. And there's this constant kind of barrier. But I have found by like what we talked about by showing up, building trust, but not just building trust, like aligning that with, you know, aligning my audience with my portfolio, with real world client work, mm -hmm. with being an author, with associating with the right people. And you're like, you know, some people just grow an audience and then just do paid ads. You know, that's yeah. great for them. Yeah. It's not sort of like, it's not something that I would personally do because it doesn't really align with, who I want to be as a brand, but you know, this idea of like, you know, there are people like with different motives for doing different things. Um, but like I found like clients will happily pay me good money because 
there's all these touch points, you know, there's testimonials, mm. there's real work, quiet work, there's the audience, there's the book, there's the association with other people, you know, there's the agency, there's blah, 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 blah. So these like, there is work out there for the right people. So I think designers sometimes have to also take a little look inside. It's like, well, people aren't paying me or I haven't got any leads or I haven't got this, that or the other, you know, sometimes you have to take a little look inside. Yeah. That's, you know, if you've got the good work, but yeah. not, you haven't got any, that's a marketing problem. That's a effort issue in some other space within your business. So, yeah, mm. it's um, it's such an interesting topic to kind of it is. social it, media. It, John, I mean. it, it is because, you know, I think, you know, like I said, like you said earlier, I do like social too, but it also it makes a lot more noise out there. Oh, very and, and I think, you know, like the brands who are looking to hire or, you know, people who are interested in learning from someone like you, you're forced to do a lot of research because you just, you really don't know. Cause everyone yeah. on social, they're presenting to you what they want you to see. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> like yeah. you said, they can smash their own, their own uh, discovery project at yeah. all. Uh, but, I, this is, but content is powerful. Like if we did, we'll just finish on like I've, I worked out that I've been posting for like 600 weeks. Okay. So roughly on social media, on, mm -hmm. on Instagram, especially, I think it's like just under 600 weeks or something in and around that. And I reckon I was doing some maps. So I reckon I like on average, let's say I do 10 hours of content a week. Mm -hmm. So that's 6,000 hours of content I've done <laughs> over the last decade. And if you think there on out, there are on average 2,000, working hours in a year yep so in in a decade i have done 13 years of work that wow. is bonkers. wow <laughs> but that's when a, that's you math, look at, man. so i've done three years of extra work on top of the on top of my full-time job yeah as you know and that is the difference between five hundred thousand followers and Ten thousand followers. Wow. You know what I mean? So that, like, I only worked that out yesterday, and I was like, I need to change <laughs> some shit up. I need somebody else to help me with my content now. So this is what I did. That's like, a lot of time. That's a lot of time. I mean, I've got now, like, it's. But you, like, this is the other thing. You look at like, like the kind of the biggest content creators on the planet. They are either um, without. They're not married. They don't have kids, and. Yeah. Um, or they get help, you know, they have a cameraman following them or they get, you know, if you're churning out that much content, you know, you're in, in what I would consider those two brackets, you know, yeah, not as many commitments, real life commitments, probably no mortgage, probably no family, probably no <laughs> husband or wife, you know, probably I'll say this is very general generalizations, but from what I can see, um, or, like I said, you look at your Gary Vee's, your, your, your kind of, you know, some of like your big content creators, um, you know, it's just camera following around. Somebody else is posting that. Yeah. Posting. I mean, that was obviously a lot of work still, but, you know, um, so I think for me, I'm now shifting into this, like my priorities are changing. I want to, I want to create, like, I want, I'm not going to be remembered for the size of my Instagram audience. I'm going to be remembered True. for the impact I bring to my industry. So Damn. that is where my that is where my energy is now shifting. So I'm kind of getting a lot more help with the content. My video guy comes in once a month. We film the month's stuff. He gives it to me. I post it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than me spending 
40 extra hours a month right. creating it now. So um, I'd probably just do 15 hours a month now. So, yeah, that would be a lot of time taken away from your family too. Uh, exactly, yeah. I, I want to bring up, uh, I want to go back in time a little bit because sure. uh, not only, you know, from doing the tattoos, you also worked for an agency before. Mm -hmm. um, and, and tell me, what was that like? What was that like when you were working, you know, uh, with an agency? And, and I say this because, you know, I have a lot of creatives that work for us, too. And the one thing that I definitely never want to do is keep the keep the lid on the jar for our team. I want them to grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be able to grow and, and I, it's my job to be able to help them. You know what I mean? Sure. So uh, how was, what was that like for you when you were working at an agency, James? Um, um, so like fr fresh out of kind of uni, as I said, like not, I, I was shit, you know, I was, <laughs> I, I was good at drawing, but I was a shit designer. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've still got so much to learn now and I've been doing it for almost 20 years. So, um, <laughs> Like I was lucky that they gave me a chance based on my creativity mm -hmm. and my drawing skills. So mm -hmm. um, the thing, the, the one thing I loved about the design agency I worked at was that I did so many different things. Do you know what I mean? So I did a little bit of animation, a little bit of web, a little bit of logo work, a little bit of branding, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of Photoshop, a little bit. I mean, we were using Flash back then to animate. Oh, gosh. We were using... Um, <laughs> What was it? Dreamweaver or Dreamweaver. something? To, yeah, to build websites and yep. code and all this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, for me, um, like, yeah, frame by frame animation in Flash was just like, oh, it's bonkers, you know, oh. uh, to think about. Um, but that's what I really loved about the agency. Um, but what I also liked about the agency was like the hierarchy. So there was, mm. I was at the bottom, there were people above me, and then there were the bosses, and there was this kind of natural order of things. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, like this is why I always say to designers, like especially fresh out of uni or college, is to try, just try and get a design role at an agency. Now, I know it's difficult. I know the world's changed and everybody's painting freelance life as this, just be a social, just be famous on social media and get yeah. paid to do that. Do you know what I mean? Um, which is, it's not the case. It's not easy to do that. Um, so like, but that's what I loved about it. I think the problem is now, like I said, people are leaving college, going to freelance and failing and then giving up because uh, it's not easy. And also like, I also think people are niching down to a, they are. you know, uh, I think they like, are. you should not niche into a specific industry doing a specific set of things for that industry in the beginning of your career because you're not good enough. You know, that's mm. plain and simple. You're just not good enough. You don't have the skills. You don't have the ability. You don't have the human, like the communication element. Or, or, the, or the experience. You know, it takes a lot 100%. of experience to just say yeah. you want to just niche down, right? Exactly. And I think that there's obviously a lot of talking in our industry about niching or niching, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, I say niche. Yeah, I say niche, do you know what niche. I mean? Uh, but I say a lot of shit, I shouldn't say. So that's probably, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Um, but, you know, I think, I think for me, it's like, that's why I always try to encourage, like, I know it's difficult. You know, I know it's easy for me to say, like, 20 years into his career go and do this but yeah i think everybody's got to remember as well like 
even the people who have been making done it for 20 years you know i mean i started at zero mm. you know i mean i started at zero followers i had no job in my early 20s i didn't have a fucking clue who i wanted to be in my early mm -hmm. 20s and i think you got to allow yourself that time like i think everybody wants to be a success in this Too one fast. thing today tomorrow like if I, it's not happened in year what year one this is what you know grow 100,000 followers in 90 days get your first million in 90 days do this in 90 days do yeah. this in your first year and it's creating this gray fuzzy cloud of self-doubt lack of confidence i'm not good enough i'm obviously not as good as these people because these mm. people have done it and i think right i think this is the big thing that i always try and do within especially like my educational circle and my the voice i try and bring online is i always try and speak very honestly about my career you know it's called a career for a reason mm -hmm. a career isn't two years you know long you know a career if we're lucky is 40 years in a particular kind of craft so to mm -hmm. think that you're going to have it nailed year one to ten is ridiculous Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm still figuring it out. Like I think now, leaning into kind of year 18, I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I want to do. But the beautiful thing is I have the confidence in myself. I don't have any doubt. I, I trust my ability. I've learned a huge amount about my industry. So now the things I want to do, I have all my knowledge on. So it's going to allow me to do that. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's what I loved about an agency was my ability, kind of going back to where <laughs> no, we started, I, I, was I like actually that. the ability to learn a lot. And then over the years, I've kind of laser focused that. So, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that goes back to like what we were saying. It's like, there's too much, too much noise out there. And, yeah. and I think some people, like you said, they give up too early. They would give up way too early. And, and before you know it, like Simon Sinek, Sinek said something like this. He said, he said, the problem with a lot of our young people now is like they're so good. They're so talented, but they want everything now. They feel like, you know, in six months or in one year, I should be here. And they're putting their, this timetable on themselves based on what they see online. And they're like, you know what? I need to quit this job because I'm not getting here. What, what, you were only here six months. Yeah. you know or you were only yeah. here one year there's so much more for you to learn yeah. you know um and this is why patience is like one skill if you can learn to be patient mm -hmm. and give yourself time everything you ever want you'll have you, if you're you, not patient you'll struggle you, you you made a comment one one time on uh i think it was instagram and you said um you were talking about the process of humans and 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 how how important that is. I mean, tell me tell me what uh, what went behind that post. So you were talking about like. Well, I'm trying to figure out which one that was. <laughs> I think I think I, I do. I've done a lot of posts, um, but I think like I don't, if, I, if I'm correct in saying, I think it was the one where I started off as a kid. Um, I, th I think so. Growing up, so like you, you... like for, for example, the first year, mm -hmm. like we can't walk or talk um do you know what i mean so and it's yeah. it's interesting how in a rush you know like i think i said like 40 years ago i could walk uh -huh. like, like 39 years ago i could talk you know and then 30 years ago i you know, whatever 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 but i think it's 
I think this is why that like, perspective is such an important thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, because we all started at a point and there are all points in our lives where we couldn't do the things that we can do now. We forget, you yeah. know, I've been walking now. Luckily, thank God, you know, I know some people that's not always the case or they don't have the ability from birth or whatever. But, you know, I've been walking for 40 years. I've got mm. it down now. You know, I also know how to talk. But yeah. there was a point when none of us could talk or True. none of us could walk when we were young. So and like this sense of disability to like think about how quickly we learned when we were younger. We would play, we would try things, we would jump off things and we would like use our create like the boxes that the toys came in were more exciting than the toys themselves because we could create these worlds. And that's something that I'm always trying to lean into with my world is that never trying to lose that. I'm obviously a grown-up. I'm always trying to like never lose that sense of childish creativity, you know, like, and I think that what, that's what allows me to see the things that I see because I still am this kind of young kid playing in a box you have to you have to be you you have to be free you know you have to be free and allow rick rubin talked about that in his book uh, about being childlike you know like uh the children don't know what's impossible you know you tell an adult to do something that the adults like oh that's impossible but to to the kid it's like no it's possible because they don't close off their mind so what you just said makes so much sense man yeah, I it makes that. so much sense. I, love, I need to continue reading that book. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it's um, yeah. I think we're you know, but we're also told to grow up, get a job, mm. you know, got responsibilities. And I think we all fall into this this kind of pattern: wake up, go to work, pay the bills. Wake up, go to work, pay the bills. And mm-hmm. that's something that, luckily. Like I, I've always like, not necessarily rebelled against. I've just spent enough time having those moments, but knowing that it would get better. And like, like I stayed in the thing that I loved doing rather than went and got a job that would have paid more for the first mm. five years or done this or done that. Like now I'm living the dream. I get paid to draw. I get paid to help people. I get, you know, my clients, I see like my, I do work. For my clients they pay me really good money to do that then i get to create content out of it i'm yeah. like this yeah. is the fucking dream <laughs> i'm getting paid to create content that's going to help other designers now right right like it's the framing of it all isn't it like it's like fucking bonkers do you know what i mean like, i drew all day and i was like fucking hell like, what, fucking, what, like, that's awesome man what what is a what is a good environment to keep creatives in you know, like you said, uh, you get to do work that you love, but what's a good environment to be able to keep creatives in and keep them going? Um, um, I, I think I think that there's, there's a few things like individually. I think people have like I work in this office by myself, John, a lot of the time, like baby giant crew. There's for me, AD, George, Lauren, and my wife kind of helps me. But we're all kind of remote. Um, we all chat online, obviously, but we kind of work remotely. So I think individually you have to be driven. But, you know, the, the biggest thing that I have found that has kind of catalyzed my kind of personal growth, business growth, and all the rest of it is um, I got rid of a lot of 
what I would classify as dead wood. And I don't mean that mm. in a bad way. I'll explain. Like, like I surround myself with very positive, driven people now. Wow. Whereas before, I didn't. And that, when we talk wow. about environment, uh, the people you spend time with, interact with, talk to, associate with, have been the key for me to grow to where I've got to, you know. Got it. Uh, but I had to get rid of some very, very, not get necessarily get rid of them, but spend a lot less time with certain other people who are possibly mm -hmm. always negative or, you know, not as driven, you know, as, you know, I'm very ambitious. I, like I said, free design education for the world. That's pretty fucking ambitious. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, whereas a lot of other, my, lot of, lot, lots of my other friends are, they're quite happy doing a job they don't particularly like because they get to drink on the weekends and it pays the bills yeah. and all the rest of it. So, like, I managed to shift my environment with reference to the people that I was spending time with. And now I get very energized because the people I spend time with are positive. They have my back. They celebrate my wins, which wasn't Good. always the case with some of my other friends. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. um, I've had certain friends that when I said I had a book out, they laughed and said, oh, you're going to just talk about your book all the time now. And I was like, oh, I need to shift something here. Do you know yeah. what I mean? This, yeah. this, is not oh, yeah. this is not good energy for me. So like, this should be a very happy moment Damn. for me. I, mean, I feel bad. You know, I feel like I can't talk about it. So, yeah, when it comes to environment, I would say the people that are in that environment are the most important thing. Um, like I said, you can, you know, you can learn all the skills, you can get better at drawing, but like I've always kind of thought that, you know, or I always say this always, it's only, it's always, it's only, I only know it because I know it, but not, not, not as many people do. So mm -hmm. like, you know, I've, you should have three people in your life, you know, somebody that you can learn from, somebody that you can teach and somebody that's on your level. If you mm. have these three people on in your life, you will always be sharing, growing, and um, kind of giving, I would say. So like the person that you learn from, that's where your knowledge comes from. Uh, the people that you teach, that's where you give. And the people that are on your level, that's where you share. Do you know what I mean? And you share wow. your ideas, you share your talk. And But I found by continuously building these three things, you know, it's constantly allowing me to, you know, because, you know, what happens is we all get to a point in our career where we think we fucking know it all. You know yep. what I mean? Oh, you yeah. Fix in. Anybody that says they've never gone through that, I think is a liar. Do you know what, what? I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so but like, but I always like very wary of this diagram in my head, like somebody that you can learn from, somebody that's on your level, somebody that you can teach and like always seeking. And this could be, they don't have to be people next to you. They can be people online. They could be yeah. books. They could be anything. Um, so that is yeah. really important, I would say, those three things. I think that is, that's awesome. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, and I want to talk about branding, logo design, and the book. you got to talk about the book. Okay? Sweet. All right? This yeah. is going forward. Hold tight, listeners. We're taking a brief pause. Going forward, we'll be back shortly with more insightful conversations. Hey, it's Eric here from VIP Marketing, and I want to ask you digital marketers something. Are you frustrated with your current PPC marketing campaigns? Well, I want to tell you about a tool that we use here at our agency. It's called Optimizer. 
you have the ability to get your reports up to date and make sure that you get alerts on them. You can even work into workflows as well. So if you're frustrated with your campaigns right now and the reporting systems that you use, I want to give you a 14-day free trial of Optimizer. Go to optimizer.com slash go slash VIP. to going forward we hope you're recharged because we've got an exciting second half waiting for you get ready to dive deeper and be inspired let's keep the momentum going all right listeners i'm back with my man uh james martin james man you dropped some nuggets man i, I like that trifecta <laughs> you put there learn teach, and people who are on your level man you, you i i love hearing the story man it's that it's that authenticity and uh that, that you have and uh i got a huge question coming up from one of my guys um he's uh he, he's real special to me real special to me um he's been on my team for about two years uh he's in charge of our visual you know like designs or branding and a logo he keeps us in check and i i truly truly love this guy and i remember when he came to us no kidding he was actually crossing off colleges on the wall, not colleges, but different employers who didn't give him a job. And then, you know, he moved to Charleston where we are. Uh, and I remember one day he walked in my office, no kidding. And I'm going to tell you his story because he, he's such a fan of yours. Oh, and he's, cool. and he said to me, he said, Eric, I don't want to just be a graphic designer. Cause we hired him, hired him to be a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And, and man, he, exploded you know like you know he he let go and he started to learn he started to listen he would consume books uh you know he would sit in on meetings and he just become this sponge you know and and he's still not done yet and and i and i just see so much more for him and in me, I'm an old, I'm an old fart, man. I'm, I'm 44 years old, man. I, I can't <laughs> You're making me sound like an old fart. So, so I, I have to make room for these younger folks, man, uh, to, to lead them, grow them and teach them. But one of the things he wanted me to ask you, okay, you ready for this? Yeah. You sure? All right. He said, tell me about how the switch came about in your design career from solely making logos and brand identities to focusing more on building educational courses and the value for other designers. Was this type of work more fulfilling for you or was it mainly to help your agency grow? 
That's from Maximilian. Wow, great question. Firstly, um, I you say his name's Max. Yeah. Oh, Max. You can call him Max. His name's Maximilian. Let's call him Maximilian. Maximilian. That's his yeah, name. Well, tell, yeah. Well, make sure you give Maximilian my email address, and I'll jump on a I free will. call with him. Uh, we'll I will. Have a, I'll give him some time. Um, no charge, obviously. So I'd love to do that for him. Um, so, secondly, um, what was the shift in my? So let's kind of talk about. Uh, we'll kind of talk about my career. Mm -hmm. um, because we went from like graphic designer to logo designer, visual identity to brand identity. And now obviously over the last few years, I've evolved into um, more of an educator, I would, I would say. Um, but I think obviously like when we talk about patience and process and perseverance and trying mm -hmm. to figure out who you are and what you want to do, I think that's, that journey is really, really important. And we talk about niching. We've done that mm -hmm. as well. So mm -hmm. I started off as a graphic designer um, doing all sorts of everything. Like I said, a little bit of animation, a little bit of web, a little bit of blah, 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 blah. I then, uh, about maybe a decade ago, decided to niche down into logo design, but visual identity, but logo design. Yeah, that was really what I was talking about, really what I was sharing, my, my thought process, uh, the ideas I came up with, because um, I always tried to push the rule. I've always tried to push the rules with design and creativity. When everybody says a logo has got to be simple, I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to go and do something <laughs> else over it. Um, so, but I think there's, especially with visual systems and like design systems and responsiveness, right. there's ways you can get around simplicity and elements, all the rest of that. So, yeah. So for me, like really leaned into logo design um, and then evolved that, you know, in tandem, like building out visual identities. So mm -hmm. working on like colors, type choices, hierarchy, building out extra illustrative elements like icon sets or things that would go with the logo to help, you know, kind of, I, I think my job as a brand identity designer, kind of going all around here, but I think like the most important job, is, so I've got to narrate a story I've got to define a position. I've mm -hmm. then got to kind of establish communication. But then I've got to do one other very important thing, which is make one, two, and three easy and mm -hmm. replicable for my clients. Right, which are right. things like design systems, brand docs, and all the rest of it. But when we talk about establishing communication, which is like visual identity and verbal identity, um, like that's how So I went from that logo design focus to well, I mean, logo design is a part of visual identity and visual identity mm -hmm. are brand identity. So they're all a part of, a part of the same beast, so to speak. Um, yeah, yeah. But what I've done is as I've evolved, I've realized that being more intentional with my decisions helped my clients more. So the more I could do for them, the more intentional my thought process was, mm -hmm. the results. So before it would be like, James, do a logo. And I go, yeah, I'll do a logo. Do right, I mean? right. It was 10 years ago. Now somebody comes to me and goes, James, we want a logo. And I go, why? Do you know what I mean? So, oh. and then, and that, what that does is that changed the conversation to yep. understanding goals, objectives, you know, what, you know, that obviously the logo is probably not going to move the dial, you yep. know, what you want to achieve so that why question is 
very, very important. I think that's kind of like as I've evolved, like I said, that like I want to be more in like the work that I put out in the world, I want to be effective. I don't want it to just right. be people. I want it to work. I want it to make my clients money. It needs to like, like kind of kind of complete some objectives and satisfy some goals and connect mm -hmm. with the audience. That's that's the, the main role. So obviously like through learning all this information um when i was growing up like in the design world there was a lot of gatekeeping and there's still a huge hmm. amount of gatekeeping. um not many people share their prices not many people share their process not many people mm. share their ideas their thoughts and that's something with like made by james i've always done i've always rather than hold on to it thinking people are going to steal it i've always had this idea of like if they do steal it or borrow it it's okay because they still can't they still don't have my brain that's right I mean? they still can't think yeah. of the things that i think of. right so right i've decided and i've leaned into this more and more and more is this idea of like i want to help people not go through the, some of the same things i went through especially with mm -hmm. pricing and with like my thought process i'm always very open about sharing like how i come up with ideas i always share my decision making i always try and leave tips and tricks within my content like i've got a newsletter where every week i give away free knowledge mm. do you know what i mean yeah. i just yeah. like this is like portfolio building client building contracts whatever it is i just give it give 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 i've always tried to give more than i get you know and i get a lot so i'm trying to give back ultimately to the industry that saved my life and i think that's Damn. that's where this educational side of me has kind of come in is like i i love helping other designers like i get like the comments about the book like the courses that i do have out or even the free content that i have out you know people go i use this in my latest proposal i took that idea and put that into my contract or i used the contract that you gave away and it's really helped me get out wow. of this sticky situation and that for me because the funny thing is it's an interesting like I, i've been very blessed with great clients they're always super kind um, um on the whole but something happened to me quite recently which kind of really like as I say, I use the word catalyze a lot, but there's a lot of catalyzation going on right now. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of kind of clarity, but like, there's right, something right. that happened. I, like I would wake, like I said, every morning to kind comments. Like also, I talk very openly about addiction. I talk very openly about sexual abuse, and I have like husbands and wives reach out to me by DM and tell me that my conversations that I'm having around these subjects are helping them communicate about certain things and all and this for me is like like you this is where purpose is built like this giving oh. is built because the more i do it mm. the more i realize like i said i'm more than the work that i create so but like the thank yous of thank yous of thank yous this kind of great energy i get from designers yeah isn't always replicated from clients yeah i have 90 percent of them are great but some of them are just like i'm just a number i come in do a job right. gone not right. even a thank you. I've mm -hmm. done my job and I'm off. And I'm like, why aren't I spending more time helping these wow. people that truly care about me? And why am I spending, I've spent 20 years helping these people who don't really give a shit about James. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? They like the no, work I, I, I do. I'm with you. you know? I'm, they I'm love totally the with you. I do. Um, but these people, like, they need me. I think they, I think my voice in the industry that, like I said, is, 
you know, it's difficult to know where to turn to, where to look to. And I'm not mm. saying that I am that person, but I will always speak from my point of view. I will never tell anybody this is what you should do. I'll say this is what's worked for me. Do with that what you will. And I think that's the lens and the frame that I always bring into kind of my content is um, this is how I do it. Do what you want. Do you know what I mean? That's Rather good. than yeah, if you're really not good, doing man. it this way. You know. That's really good. Pretty much they can yeah. see the logo and, and it still didn't mean they got with what's in your head. It's almost like I heard one time someone said, uh, you can watch plenty of Bruce Lee movies. Didn't mean you know karate or kung fu. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's true, right? So, yeah. so it's safe to say you know, you, it's more fulfilling for you to teach. Yeah, so, it's, it's uh, something, like, like I said, like I'm a lot older now. The evolution of James, like 4.0, whichever number I'm on now, is like yeah. very much leaning into somebody like i said i want to give back to the industry that saved my life that is my yeah. big mission and that is helping you know free design education for the world you know it's, it's yeah. tough to go to school it's expensive you know and i want to get rich people to pay me to help people who aren't rich that's what i want there you go the robin hood of design yeah exactly <laughs> but everybody <laughs> wins everybody wins do you know what i mean that way yeah so yeah. No, I, I totally get it, man. I think I think that's awesome, man. Um, let, let's let's talk about like you brought this up about um, the people, like the clients. You know, they don't give you as much as respect, not in those words, as the designers. But how do you help them to see value in what you bring? Is that is that difficult for you? Well, for for clients. Mm-hmm. Um, getting sorry, I did. I was kind of my brain lost that. So trying to find getting clients to understand the value that yeah because you know instead of them seeing you as a commodity like oh i want a logo design or i want some brand guidelines how do you get them to see that value and what you're creating for them yeah uh, great question um now i listen properly (laughs) i'm sorry um so um yeah i think i think it's i think it's really important to be able to articulate well the things that you can do for people like i said Mm -hmm. before it was can you do a logo yes now um i go for a lot more discovery and i go through a lot more um kind of intentional thought press uh, kind of processes and questions that allow me to find the problems you know my job is to find a problem and create a solution for it do you know what i mean and figure out how i can move the dial for my clients and uh, you have to be able to articulate that to your clients if you are just like I think like in the early kind of time in the early days of my career, I was very much an order taker. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Then I evolved into a problem solver. And mm. now I like to call myself an adventure guide. Yeah, that's something that my <laughs> something that my good friend Sasha Strauss talks about is like becoming an adventure guide for your clients. You know, this is like, you know, and ultimately like breaking it down to brass tacks, like this is not a luxury. Like if you, this is a business transaction. This is what I tell all my clients. Like you, the money you spend with me, it's my job to make sure that that makes you 10, 20 fold over the next two years. That's my, so if you spend 20 K with me, I want you to make a hundred out of that in the next two years. So how can we put some, like, how can we understand this work? You know? So when I, this is why I like these clear goals and objectives at the beginning of the kind of, um, the call are really essential. You know, I've had clients come to me and, you know, they'll go, I'll give them kind of some rough prices. Some guy. Like, I always ask for budget because I like to think that 
that's the best way I can bring the most value mm-hmm. to people. So it's not mm-hmm. to it's not to eat up the budget. Right. It's to say like, like I always have a base price. There's a price I won't go below in my head. But if somebody comes to me and it's way way above that, I'll go okay. Well, this is what we can do for that. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than just kind of doing the same thing for this, it's like well we can do all these things for this as well. So um, right. that's really really important. But <clears throat> like setting out, like I said, these kind of goals and objectives. I've kind of got off on a tangent. I was talking about too many different things, and I've confused. No, no, lots. no. We you you were talking. It's actually really good because you're talking about helping them to kind of see the value. And like you said, yeah. you went from you know, order, you went from order taker to ended up being a problem solver for them and helping them see that value in you by the problems you help them solve. You know, you yeah. want, if they pay you 20, you want them to make a hundred, you yeah. know? And that's, I think that, thank you for bringing me back in. So this is the adventure guide went off on a little journey by himself. Hey, we're we're together, mean? man. Yeah, we're, we're we together. You. You're, you're my brain that brings my brain back. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's like it's very important for me to like this as much as this is a fun process, as much as this is a a relationship that we're going to be building with the client Mm -hmm. and all the rest of it. Like this is a transaction. This is a business transaction. They want to know that the money they're going to spend with me is going to make the money. And I can prove to them that the money that they don't spend, how it can affect their money. The reason that they come to me is because something's not working. Right. You know, the only reason we're having a chat is because something's broken. Right. Exactly. Something's broken. I mean? That's why so, that's where they're like, hey, let's go. He can fix me. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's I think that only that comes from confidence. So when we're talking about trying to get the clients to understand value, mm-hmm. like I said, I think that's where I've got to now. So like you reminded me exactly where I was. So I've come to, the people have come to me and they haven't quite got the budget. Let's say, well, I want this whole visual identity. I'd love this and I'd love that. And I've got two thousand dollars and i'm like okay that's you know way below budget that's not going to quite work but then i'll spin the conversation and go okay so let's let's talk about like some goals and objectives you have for your Mm -hmm. business over the next couple of years and they'll Mm -hmm. go well i reckon in three years time we'll be turning over 2.5 mil or we'll be doing 600k and i'm thinking okay so and you think two thousand dollars is going to get you to this number and is actually trying to gain give them a little bit of clarity in around this transaction that's happening yeah you know you're you know if we build out all this stuff and we get you consistent we get your messaging consistent we define your audience we really hit that audience with power we understand your position in the world we create design systems, responsive logos, visual systems, verbal identities that allow you to communicate with this audience, that is going to help. That is possible. If you don't do these things, you're never going to even get close to that number. Do you know what I mean? And that's where, like I said, like being able to articulate and put the client almost like rather than them being, this is what I want, this is how much money I've got. It's actually trying to get them to understand the power of, good branding, good brand identity, good visual identities, what that can do to their bottom line if they do it well and they invest in it. Like I said, this business transaction. So this value, you can only, you know, mm-hmm. you can only get good value from your clients if you prove you're valuable. Do you know what I mean? Ultimately, like we talked yeah. about, you know, like, you know, I can, it's easier for me to sell stuff to clients because I can say to them, that my brand identity's done blah 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 this year, and it's only done that, 
you know, my or my brand has or my business has made this much money this year. And that has only happened because of this thing I've built here, the system I've built here, my ability to communicate. So I can give them, like I can show them all the things that I've done to yeah. build this colossal business. And if they want a colossal business, you're going to have to do the same. You can't just spend five bucks on a logo from Fiverr, sit back and watch the money Ooh. roll in. Do you know what I mean? It's impossible. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, you can't convince everybody and neither should you. you know, what do you think about some of those things? You bring it up, like I, I see Wix, they're doing like this $99 logo. You got people yeah. going on Fiverr. Uh, we had, you know, we have a client in one city and he said uh, <clears throat> we were creating a logo for something. Uh, well, pretty much a, a whole brain guideline and everything else. Because if someone comes to us and said, we want a logo, we're like, no, we're not going to do a logo. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, I'll just go to this one company and, you know, I pay a hundred bucks. And it's, and that's why I wanted to ask you that question. Like, how do you help yeah. these people see this value? And you, um, you made a great point. They want to make millions, but, you know, spend that. Yeah. You but know? that don't we all? I mean, ultimately, that'd be the dream, wouldn't it? Spend nothing, make loads. <laughs> that would be the absolute win. Yeah. You know, I mm. spend maybe 30 to 40 grand on my own business every single mm-hmm. year, my own identity, coaching, you know, myself, John, I mean, to get to where I want to get to. Right. So, and that's somebody who can do it all as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you know, I think investing in yourself is the best thing possible. But like, I've always like, there will be, you can think about it like shopping there'll always be people who shop at the dollar store there'll always yeah. be people who shop somewhere else at harrods in the uk do you know what i mean yeah and they'll go and you know and i think it like the reason that these things exist is because there's a market for them mm-hmm. um and this is why as designers as agencies as creatives this is why our positioning and our marketing is so important because if you are competing with Fiverr, you're going to lose. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If that's yeah. who you are positioning yeah. and you're fighting against, you are going to lose because they can do it. They've got that market tied up. But like, if you share your story, you bring your own intentionality to your process. You bring your own character, your own personality. You do work your way. Like, you don't have to have the whole pie. You just have to have a little slice right. of it. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I think this is, you know why it's so important like we've talked about this idea of like if somebody comes to me and goes i can just get this on five i'm like great mate go ahead go do it go i mean i don't even get upset about it do you know what i mean like even people talking about like oh you know because i very openly share my prices and like some of the projects that i've done and people like oh no wonder no wonder people are turning to ai and i'm like good for you mate wow like it doesn't that, that doesn't bother me anymore do you know what i mean like there will always be people who use fiverr there will always be people who use ai um to build their stuff um but there will always be people and businesses and individuals and brands that understand the importance of unique intentional design which is what i love i love that yeah which is what an agency or a freelancer can do for you um because if you go to Fiverr, there's probably 700 people with the same logo as you, ultimately. Uh, I've seen that before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In this one yeah. market, I've seen that before. The flooring yeah. guy had the same logo as the real estate guy, just different colors. Yeah, totally yeah, seen it, it happens. before. Yeah, yeah. How do you know when you've made it successful? When you, How do you know when you did a good job, James? In work? 
Yeah. I mean, so like, how do you know when like, okay, let's just say you put your everything into this brand designs. You brought up Howard's for Howard's. You did this big thing for Howard's. How do you know like that worked? Um, my final invoice was paid. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, like I said, I think at the beginning, you do set some goals and you set some objectives, um, which allow you to um, kind of understand the effectiveness of of your work. Uh, but mm-hmm. some of those might take time, might take years yeah. to yeah. get into go into fruition. So, um, happy client. Um, is the most important thing for me. Like mm-hmm. I said, like, you know, having my invoice paid is always a, a clear sign that um, it's gone well. Um, you know, I like to, whenever I work with people, I I like to think that I'd always be able to go for a beer with them. Like, it's very, that like, the work I do is very intentional. It hits an objective. But it's it, this should also be a fun process. I'm not yeah. particularly corporate i'm actually probably the opposite of that maybe for some too far that other way mm-hmm. but again like i'm not going to change the way i want to work with people i right. talk to them like my mates if i think they're wrong i'll tell yeah. them but right. i'd also like to think that if they think i'm wrong i say to them like if you think anything that i'm doing is shit just let me know do you know what i mean because that's like as long as we're communicating we're going to get there um, if we don't communicate and we hide behind emails and we hide behind mm. thoughts, you know, Great we're not going to get there. Um, Great point. So communicating is the most important thing. But yeah, for me, you know, it's not necessarily like I've learned, you know, I always want to love the work that I do, but I also understand that I might not be the audience for that particular product or service. So sometimes I have to take my personal wants and needs out of a project to Mm. get it over the line and you know so often it's not that i love the work that i do it's just that the work i do i know is going to be effective for my client in the long run um so yeah their happiness their audience's happiness um is probably my kind of gauge for success i would say I, I think that's something that people really need to hear more of that. You know, you got to take your personal self out of the work that you're doing for others and not, you know, it's not easy. be still in love with it. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not, As it's not, I mean, you got to think about being. it. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're sitting with it. It's coming from you. It's almost like people feel like, well, they don't like me or no, it's not you. It's like, yeah. it's just that. Yeah. All right. So uh, I, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up because man, I, I, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> we'll do so an episode too. I, I, we, we have to. So I got to ask you, what inspired you to write the book? Um, zero inspired me to write the book because the publisher reached out to me during COVID and said, do you want to write a book? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, this sounds fun. Do you know what I mean? So like, it wasn't even an idea of mine. It wasn't even on the radar. I think it's something that as a creative person or mm-hmm. as a human, I don't know, but I can't speak for everybody, but it's always like a bucket list thing. Oh, wouldn't it be yeah. cool to have a book out in the world? Yeah. They? Um, but yeah, luckily the, the publishers reached out to me um, and asked me if it's something that I'd be interested in, like an ego for a process of what you want that book to be. Um, and like, 
for me, I didn't want to bring out a book that was just look at all this cool work I've done right. and look right. at all these great, well, look how great I have, all this <laughs> stuff that I've done. Um, right. There's obviously some of the work that I've done um, scattered throughout it, but I almost wanted to create almost this little Bible for creatives that they could turn to. Like they could be their best friend in the good times and the bad. So if they're struggling with negativity, create a block or coming up with ideas or, you know, trying to figure out like certain little bits. I've kind of left little tips and tricks and little paragraphs on my story and like how I've dealt with stuff. And I think for me, like it was just important to, like I said, I didn't want it to be like this kind of self kind of like, kind of grandeur thing where I just talked about how cool I was. I wanted to just kind of leave something in the creative world that helps people, you know, if they're feeling a bit down, they can find something in there that will pick them up. If they're looking for inspiration, there's something that that can help them. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of almost this kind of mismatch of brain dumps um, that I put in there, Uh, but it's gone down really well. Yeah, it's great. What are three words that you would use to describe James Martin? Mm. Ambitious, vulnerable, and honest. Now tell me about James today versus James 10, 15 years ago. Because you said you've been going hard for 13 years. What, what, yeah. Tell me about James today, and what would James today go back and say to James just 13 years ago? Keep going. You know, you don't have to be perfect. Um, I also say to him that you need to stop drinking. Um, I'd also say to him, um, don't worry, your you and your wife will have a kid one day. Mm. You know, it took me and my wife eight years to have our first child. So. Mm. Um, but everything I've, I've never been a big believer. I, I, all the things I've gone through, I have gone through because I'm strong enough to deal with them. It's just, I think they are also great parts of my story. You know, they're yeah. great things that make me who I am. Um, um, you know, I'd, you know, I've, I've, I've always been a big believer. Like, like today, I've got so much clarity and so much awareness of who I am, the power, mm-hmm. I, the power I have. I know what I want to do with my life. Back then, 13 years ago, I didn't know that. But I only know that through going through the things I've gone through over the 13 yeah. years. Yeah. So, you oh, know, yeah. I believe that everything good and bad has happened to me for a particular reason. And now it's becoming very clear, you know, who would have thought somebody who was sexually abused by a teacher would go into education. I wouldn't wow. have thought that. God wow. I mean. You know, so. Wow. James. Going to fuck shit up and change the world. That's my plan. <laughs> if, if we had the biggest audience right now and, and all these designers and creatives um, this is going to be our parting words. Um, what would you say to them? What would you say to them? They're hungry. They're looking for direction. They're confused. Some of them think they can do it. Some of them are doubting themselves. And some of them probably went through what you're, what you went through. And some of them are probably going through what you're going through. What would you say to them right now? 
I would say to something that I have engraved on the inside of my ring, um, and it is effort is free. Damn. You have the ability to get up and change your life. You have the ability to make good choices. You have the ability to work hard. Um, and that's on you. That's what I say. James, man, you've been a fantastic guest, man. Fantastic guest. Uh, shout out that Instagram handle so people can find you, man, for those people who have not, you know, checked you out or been on Instagram and, and, and tell them the best way to find you in the website address. Um, well, made.by.james. The beautiful thing is now I've been pratting around the internet for so long that you can just type in made by James and I'll pop up everywhere, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, made the made by james.com, made by James on Instagram, but it's dot dot made dot by dot James. But if you put made by James, you'll see me. Um, but yeah, it's been an honor, mate. Thank you so much. And I'm like well, said, man. number two is on the horizon. We'll have to do yeah, this. Yeah, we gotta do it, man. I, I only I enjoy scratch this. the surface, I think. <laughs> I, I'm gonna make sure Max and I set up a call with you, man. Yeah, I'd love that. Uh, I, I you know, I'm really um, you know, I, I loved following you before. But now it's really good to kind of get a little more from you. So when I see the next post, I know some of what went behind it, man. And I, I'm, I really enjoyed my time with you. I really did. Thank I really you. did. That means a lot. Um, um, we're going to let the, Mr. Rick Party give us an outro and just hold the line for one second for me, okay? Sure. Yeah. All right, man. To our listeners, man, we just want to thank you guys so much. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate our podcast and share it with a friend. Every share, every comment, every rating propels us forward. For more content, insights, and updates, visit ericelliot.com. Remember, your journey, your story is what keeps us going forward. Until next time. I want to thank you all for giving us your most valuable asset, your time. And also a huge thank you to our sponsors over at Optimizer. For all of you who are running PPC campaigns and you want to see how to do it better and get better results and actually boost the performance of your campaigns and save time, get a free trial at optimizer.com slash go slash VIP.